The last thing we were discussing was Shmuel's statements in regard to a Shohayet who messed up a Shaita, he has to pay because he's a damager and he's negligent. And Shmuel said he was talking according to Rabbi Meir, not according to Rabbanan. And we ended up explaining in the name of Rabbi Ohanan that if he got paid up front, then he has to be careful and he would be liable. But if he was doing it for free, then he doesn't have to pay for it. He's not liable. And we saw the story with the animal that was, it was a safek, how it was slaughtered. And the Rav said it was tarif and he didn't let the shohet pay money. And with that, we're going to start. Sadi Tet Amud Bet, seven lines from the bottom, in the middle of the line where it says Itmar. The case is Hamar Ed Dinar Lashulhani. A person showed the money exchanger a coin. He looked at it, he said it was good. Then he went to the store of Anim Sara. He went to the bank, the bank said it's no good. Tani Hada Uman Patur, Hediot Hayav, and Tani Aidach Ben Uman Ben Hediot Hayav. We have one Braita that told, that taught us. That if he was an expert money exchanger, if he's a professional, then he's anus, he's patur. And if he's not an expert, he's not a professional, he's hayav because he shouldn't have looked at it. Don't get involved in things you don't understand. And the other Braita says it doesn't make a difference if he's an expert or not. Once you said you're good, you're responsible over it. You're hayav. And Amar Papa, there's no machlok in between the braytot. It's kitanya uman patur. When we said he's patur, that's kigon dan kuve isur. They're money experts. They're They don't have to learn anything. They're ready. They're experts in everything. You can't use the, the the claim that they should have asked someone else. Meaning these people are the top of the field. So elabe they're the top of their field, and how they make a mistake. We're talking about there was a new uh, there was a new currency going around. The government uh, invalidated the old currency. They made a new go- currency. It was mamash new. It just came out, and that's uh, and that's how they made a mistake. They had no chance to to realize what was going on. And on the other hand, because they're the experts, you can't say, oh, they should have never said anything. No, it's their job to say something, so it's not their fault. And the Gemara says a story. A woman came to Rabbi He was a money expert. She showed him a coin. He told her, it's good. The next day she came to him. She said, listen, I showed it to someone else. He said, it's no good. And I can't use it. So Rabbi Hiyah told Rav, his nephew, he was, the, uh, I guess, in charge of his money, Zil go exchange it for and go write on my uh, notepad that this is a bad uh, business, meaning I did something wrong over here, I never should have said it was good. So the Gemara explains, So why is it Danku and Isur, they're patur, if, if something comes out not like what they said, it's because they didn't have to learn. Well, Rabbi was an expert also, he didn't have to learn, so why should he be high after exchange? So the Gemara explains, Rabbi Hiya went beyond the letter of the law. He did something nice for her, even though he was patur. Kid Taner Rav Yosef, like Rav Yosef taught, 
הפסוק סז, והודעתה להם את הדרך ילכו בה ואת המעשה אשר יעשון, that whole פסוק where Hashem tells משה, you have to teach them the correct way to go, and the דרשה of רב יוסף was as follows, והודעתה להם זה בית חייהם. הודעתה להם, that's, uh, you know, you have to show them a place to learn Torah, you have to build ישיבות את הדרך. זו גמילות חסדים, you have to teach them how to do kind acts, ילכו, זו ביקור חולים, you have to teach them how to visit sick people, בה זו כבורה, you have to teach them how to bury people when they pass away, את המעשה, זה הדין, you have to teach them about the judgment, אשר יעשון, זו לפנים משורת הדין, אשר יעשון את השדו, they should go even beyond the letter of the law. ריש לקיש אחווה לדינרה לרבי אלעזר, ריש לקיש שור לקוין תרבי אלעזר, ואמר לו, רבי אלעזר תעוד מעליהו, it's good. אמר לה, חזה דעלך כסמכינה, ריש לקיש תעוד רבי אלעזר, you should just know, I'm trusting you. I mean, I'm going based on your word. So אמר לה, רבי אלעזר תרנס להם, כי סמכת עליי, אמר להם, אמר, אוקיי, so if you're relying on me, what are you trying to say? The image תגח בישה בעינה לחלופי לך, that if something goes wrong with your coin, I should have to exchange it for you? והאת הוא דאמת רבי מאיר הוא דדאין דינא דגמא. Aren't you the one who said that רבי מאיר is the one who tells someone who damages someone else indirectly that he's liable? That's the גמא. Didn't you say it was רבי מאיר who said you're liable for indirect damages? My love, רבי מאיר ולא סביר עלה נקבתד. Isn't your point is that רבי מאיר holds it and you don't hold like it? אמר לה לא, יש לה קיש responded no, רבי מאיר וסבירה לנקבתה. I say it's רבי מאיר and the halacha is like רבי מאיר. So now the Gemara has a question, here רבי מאיר, which רבי מאיר, where did רבי מאיר say that indirect damages is liable? אילמה רבי מאיר, now here's the סימן, דלת למד מם פה סימן, those are the next four cases, so the first one is דלת דן, דתנן. Done it adin. If a judge finished a case, he sentenced the case. Zikaita hayav, but he made innocent a person who's guilty. Hayav it azakai, or he made guilty someone who's innocent. Time et hatahor, or if he said that this tahor food is tame, or tiher et hatame, or he said this tame food is tahor. And in this case, the owner went and mixed up the the tame fruits, the hor fruits, and there's more tame than there is tahor, and he's going to lose a lot of fruits. whatever the dayan did is done, vishalemi beto, and the dayan has to pay out of his own pocket from his house. Now, very interesting. There's two tosfots over here. One says that that the dayan is hayav even if he did it by mistake. Why? We want to teach the Dayan a lesson. And number two, we expect the Dayan to fix his mistake, to be honest about his mistake. Remember, he's a hacham, he's a baal hora'a. So we expect him that if he made a mistake, he should announce it. We're not worried that he won't uh, tell people, oh, it's really tameh, tahor, or whatever. We expect him to say the truth and, and confess if he made a mistake. Number two... Tosfot wants to explain that we're talking about a situation where the Dayan himself doubled down on his psak and he himself mixed the fruits. Not the owner, rather the Dayan himself came and mixed the tahor with the tamir saying that no, this is tahor. And in that type of case, he has to pay out of pocket. Tosfot explains when we say, whatever he did, he did, means he's patur. It's only if he himself did the action, then he would be hayab. 
Now, Tosafot also brings one explanation that according to Rabbi Meir, the Dayan is allowed to go back on his psak even if the item is not in front of him anymore. He could always say you should, you should ask someone else. So meaning if it's a case where a person could or should ask another rabbi, then he could always make a claim that uh, I, could, I would change my mind. And then Tosfot brings a second answer, explaining that whenever a psak alcha is done based on a rabbi's logic, at that point they can't go back anymore. Rabbi Meir would say he's hayav, but Hachamim would also say he's hayav because that's like doing the action. And then he goes on to compare that against the case of someone burns someone else's loan documents. Why over there he'd be patur and over here he'd be hayav. Over here it's more of an action to damage. Now going back to the Gemara, we see that Rabbi Meir holds in this Mishnah that if a Dayan made a mistake, he's hayav to pay for it. Why? Because it's an indirect damage that was caused by the Dayan he has to pay. And you see that Rabbi Meir holds the Dina de Gamay Hayav. The Gemara says, yeah, but hi, tomorrow Allah. But then we see on this Mishnah, Amar Bil'a, Amar Rav, Behusha Natal, Venatan Bayad. Aren't we talking about a situation where he actually did an action where he took the money out of this person, gave it to that person, or like we said, he mixed the fruits together. So he, he did an action over there. Maybe it's not the other guy, maybe it's an actual damage. So it has to be a different Rabbi Meir. And now we're up to the Lamed. Elaha Rabbi Meir, the Tanah, Litzboa Lo Adom, if someone gave wool to the dyer, don't do it red, he made it black, shahor, black, made it red. Rabbi Meir says, you have to pay for the actual wool. It's like stealing because you didn't do what you were supposed to do and you should be liable. Now, you didn't actually change the wool. You put the wool, you put the dye, and you got together and mixed and it changed colors. So you see, it's indirect damage, and Rabbi Meir says, Hayab. The Gemara says, no, Hatam Kavid Bedaim. Over there, it's considered like you did it with your hands. You took this, you put, you put that, and you mixed it together. That's called doing with your hands. So you can't, that's not Dina de Garme. That's actual damages. So case number three is the Mem. El Ahad Rabbi Meir, rather in regards to Kilayim. One is not allowed to have two plants grow together, so in this case it would be uh, vineyard grapes growing next to wheat, for example. Someone picked up uh, the vines and he put it on top of his friend's uh, wheat uh, stalks. If the, if the wheat stalks grew one two hundredths of what they were, then every it becomes kadosh, meaning it's asur. It's a language of asur. Vehayav and the owner of the the vineyard, the, the vines, has to pay the owner of the wheat. So you see now, there's an indirect damage over here because you didn't actually grow them together. You just put your your vines over there, and it grew on its own. So it's indirect damages. Your hayav, you see that has to be rebi meir dina de hayav. Over there also you could say you did an action with your hands. You actually put the vines on top of the, 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 the crop. So there has to be a different Rabbi Meir. And now we're, go, we're up to the Pe. If there's a wall in between a vineyard and a wheat field and it has busted open, meaning there's an open area in between. And whenever someone has a vineyard next to a wheat field, there has to be at least four amot in between so they don't uh, get their nutrients from each other. One doesn't grow because of the other, so there won't be an issue with kilayim. So now there was a wall, the wall broke. Omer lo gedor, 
if the owner of the wheat tells the owner of the vineyard, hey, put up uh, the wall, and he put it up, and then again it broke, he tells him, do it again, he put up your wall, he tells him again and again, once the owner of the wheat field gave up on the owner of the vineyard, and they didn't put up a wall, at that point, once it grows 1 to 100, the whole crop becomes a sur, and the owner of the vineyard is responsible to pay for that crop that became a sur from Kilayim. So now the idea over here is that the owner of the wheat field has to warn, he has to warn him again, and Tosafot also explains that the, the owner of the, the grapes, the vineyard, he's the damager over here because the only reason we needed the separation is because your vines spread out all over the place. So therefore, you put up the wool. You're the one responsible. Now again, as long as the owner of the, the wheat field it, it didn't give up yet, he's still telling him, put it up, put it up, even if it grew as a result of the vineyard, of the vineyard it's still not a problem. It's only a problem if the owner of the wheat field gave up. So as long as he's telling him, put it up, put it up, put it up, then then there's no issue. The minute he stopped, he gave up on the guy. The guy's not going to do it. At that point, if it grew even one two hundredths, then the whole thing becomes a problem. But still, the owner of the vineyard, even though he didn't actually do anything, he's still responsible because... It's indirect damages, indirect damages is Hayab, and we know Stam Mishnah would be Rabbi Meir, Mishnah with no name is Rabbi Meir, so that's that's your proof that Rabbi Meir holds Dinadigame is Hayab. Next, Mishnah. Hanoten someone gave wool to the dyer, and I guess he left it on for another couple of minutes, and the whole thing got burnt, it got ruined, so you have to pay him for the wool. Seba'o ka'ur, if he colored it with inferior, low-quality dye, and it just, the wool didn't uh, enhance the way it was supposed to, then if the enhancement is more than the cost, let's say it costs three to make, and the enhancement is five, then then the owner of the wool pays the person for whatever cost he did, and listen, at the end of the day, you made some money. But if it cost more than what it enhanced, it cost five to make and only enhanced three, then the owner only pays the dyer whatever it was enhanced. If he colored it the wrong color, if I told him red, he did black, black, he did red. Rabbi Meir says it's like you stole it, you have to pay him for the wool. That is, the dyer has to pay the owner for his wool. Rabbi Uda Omer, he goes back to what we explained before. If the enhancement is more than the cost, then then you pay him just the cost. If the cost was more than enhancement, you give him the enhancement. And the Gemara starts, my ka'ur, what does that mean when he colored it ka'ur? So, Amar Rabbi Nachman, Amar Babarhana, kelabus. That's what it means. So the Gemara again asks, my kelabus, what's this kelabus? So Amar Baba Shemuel, kafra dude. It's the leftovers of the dye, meaning he left some dye at the end of the pot from last round, and he's using it this time to color this person's wool. So obviously it's not going to do such a good job. It's like reusing a tea bag. It's not going to be as strong. And okay, it enhanced, but not the way you expect it when you're giving it to the dyer. There is a shita mekubetzer who explains over here 
that a kelabus is a tongue. It looks like striped, and when you uh, and when you uh, dye wool with the leftover of the dye, it looks striped. It doesn't look as good, and th- that's the the problem over here. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.